Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. Awesome. Hey, guys. Welcome on. So great to see you here. So great to see so many smiling faces on what's been a great sunny Friday. Um, Just introduce myself as we kick off. My name's Isaac. I'm 21 years old. I'm studying science at UCD in my second year doing that. Uh, from Wicklow, living up in Clonsky now. And I've been at this church, Christ City Church, for just coming up to two years now. And yeah, you know what? We're very happy that you're on. Very happy that, you know, like it is It is a Friday. It's the end of the week. So well done for getting on to Zoom. So don't worry. We're going to try to respect your time. We're going to keep it short, simple. You know, uh, there's just going to be a quick video. There's going to be a short talk and then there's going to be a song and then that's it. And then you can go watch your Downton Abbey or whatever you're going to be doing later this evening. Uh, so do try to stay engaged. Don't worry. It's only half an hour. But yeah, absolutely buzzed to see you guys on. Thank you so much. Now, we know Zoom, it's a gift. It's a curse. It's great to be able to be on at the same time with everyone, have a bit of community. But also we know that the Wi-Fi might drop, slides might go wrong, the sound might stop working. So please do just roll with the punches and hopefully we'll really enjoy this next half hour and as we kind of begin to kick off let's start thinking about why we're here you know it is good friday uh but why is it called good friday why good you know that's going to be the question isn't it about jesus dying how how is that a good thing is that is it possible to find the good in good friday so that's what we're going to be thinking about this next half hour and to to kick it off we're going to start with a short video so that's going to play now and then we'll see you on the other side. Good Friday. How can one describe such a day? The wrongdoing of all humanity, putting to an end an innocent man, the Son of God. This is the story of Jesus death by way of a cross, all in one moment bringing death to the bright light of our future. He never stopped loving us, and yet this is the incredible part of it. Our sin stopped his heart. Our sin drove the nails firmly in the hands of God. All along, these were the plans. We told ourselves that we were in control, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. The brutal beating, the inhuman flogging, the naked humiliation. Heaven watched and saw it all. Our rebellion, our guilt, our shame, erasing the very notion of reconciling us with God. Our sin and our debt, overcoming Jesus. Here is our King, obliterated. The enemy laughing, his plans unstoppable. There's no longer the sound of freedom rising. Now God's people are utterly broken. Behold the chains of mortality. Yes, this is what is true. We had heard the stories of old. The lost are found, the blind can see, the weak are made strong. But now we are witnesses to this reality. God is dead. We'd almost believed there is a way of redemption, there is a life of fulfillment, there is a peace beyond understanding. 
now we know better. For us, we can say that God is encapsulated in this one realization. The single greatest sacrifice in human history is finished. How clearly we can see it. So what's so good about Good Friday? Just one thing, that the blood of Jesus can reverse the curse of sin and raise the dead to life. How clearly we can see it is finished. The single greatest sacrifice in human history encapsulated in this one realization. We can say that God is for us. Now we know better. There is a peace beyond understanding. There is a life of fulfillment. There is a way of redemption. We had almost believed God is dead, but now we are witnesses to this reality. The weak are made strong, the blind can see, the lost are found. We had heard the stories of old, yes, this is what is true. The chains of mortality utterly broken, behold freedom rising. Now God's people are unstoppable. There's no longer the sound of the enemy laughing, his plans obliterated. Here is our King, Jesus overcoming our sin and our debt, reconciling us with God, erasing the very notion of our rebellion, our guilt, our shame. Heaven watched and saw it all, the naked humiliation, the inhuman flogging, the brutal beating, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. We told ourselves that we were in control. All along, these were the plans firmly in the hands of God. Our sin drove the nails, our sin stopped his heart, and yet this is the incredible part of it. He never stopped loving us. The bright light of our future all in one moment, bringing death to death by way of a cross. This is the story of Jesus, the Son of God, an innocent man putting to an end the wrongdoing of all humanity. How can one describe such a day? Good Friday. I mean, like, I get chills watching that every single time. Tell me that's not a cool video. Like, beyond, beyond, beyond the cool reverse thing, I think it's just sick that it, it talks about this idea that actually maybe Friday could be good. It talks about that actually, yeah, there's death, but maybe maybe it's better. I don't know about you, but I've always struggled with that idea. I've, or maybe not even struggled, but got very confused. You know, surely when you think of Good Friday, is, is it not a little bit, you know, barbaric, cruel, unnecessary? Is it, is it not uh, an archaic God who's just bloodthirsty, killing his son why could we call this good why how i if you get confused don't worry because i think a lot of us do but spoiler alert my mind has been changed and i actually do think it's a pretty good day and that's what i'm going to try to talk about now briefly so i'm going to do this in three steps i'm going to say why i think good friday was necessary why it works and number three why i think we should care 
And to do this, I'm going to use a couple of verses from a book in the Bible uh, called Isaiah. Isaiah. It's literally about halfway through the Bible if you're trying to find it. And it's written about five, six hundred years before Jesus was even born, let alone was killed. Yet it's talking about when Jesus would die on the cross. And that's what it's talking about here. And let me just read it out to you before we begin. It says, but he was crushed for our transgressions. Sorry, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So, number one, why was Good Friday needed? Let's read that first verse again. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. I know there's a, a couple of big words, but it, old church Bible language. But do you see what it's saying there? Why was Good Friday necessary? Well, quite simply, it was necessary because we needed saving. And I know it's not very PC to say that. So hopefully we don't, you know, lose too many people on the Zoom very quickly. But do you see the words? You know, it says, pierce for our transgressions, iniquities, punishment. It's saying that there's punishment coming. And it's Jesus stepping in the way. But what does that mean? Why is it necessary? You know, before uh, we maybe disagree too much on this one, how about we find something we can agree on and then work from there, okay? So how about this then? Can we all agree that we all want justice? Can we all agree on that? I think it's a pretty universal thing. That's why we all cry out against when we see stuff happen to, to Sarah Everard, to, to George Floyd, to Breonna Taylor. That's why we want murderers to go to prison. That's why we protest. That's why we all sign petitions. And maybe it surprises you, but the Bible completely agrees with you here. You see that verse just come up there. It's Isaiah 61. So a couple chapters later, and this is God say, speaking. And he says, for I, the Lord, love justice. That if you want justice, then so does God. But probably even more so. But if we want justice to happen, then we want it to be universal. We want it to always happen. Am I right? But what happens then when Isaac messes up? What happens then? How does justice get served then? Well, I know it's not very PC to say this, but the fact is, is we, we, we need saving from when, when I mess up. And I think it's, it's, it's tough to think about this sometimes. I don't really like thinking about it. And to help me, understand this i normally look at two things and i find this really helpful number one i look at god and number two i then look at myself so what do i see when i look at god well i think of all those words you learn in junior set religion omnipresent omnipotent omniscient all-knowing all-loving all places all powerful all good all just all kind creator of the universe creator of everything creator of me creator of you Sounds pretty cool. And then I look at myself. To be honest, actually, I think I'm, as people go, I'm, I'm a pretty sound guy. But could I compare myself to that? No way. No way. All good, far from it, mate. You know, have I ever once messed up? Have I ever once cheated on an online test? Have I ever once told a lie? Have I ever once, I don't know, fill in the gap? There's no comparison between me and, and the omnipotent God. No, no way. It, 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 see there's a gap isn't there there's a gap between what we say we want to do and, and what we actually do there's a gap between what we say is right 
and a gap between what we then are doing. I so clear in my life. And it's that gap, isn't it? There's a gap between me and God. There's a separation. And so I can never get on his level. No, never, not never once in a million years. It'd be like me, a very average rugby player, let me assure you, comparing myself to Johnny Sexton. This I'd never get in his league. Or it'd be like if I had this water and I, I try to put olive oil into it, you know, it, it doesn't mix. They're too different. They're too different. Or now hopefully I don't burn the house down. But if, if you if you put fire with paper, this is when the lighter done doesn't work. But do you see what happens there? One, consu one consumes the other thing. And there's two different. There's no comparison. And it's the same with me and God. It's the gap is the problem. So where does that leave us? Well, eventually it leads me getting fully separated from God, full separation from, from him and everything else that's good in the world. It's, it's what the Bible calls hell. And I wish I could say something nice right now. I wish I could say that everything's going to be okay. Just follow your truth, live your life. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that God is just. And as a result, it says that this has to happen. It says that we need saving. But luckily, there's another two points to come. If that was the end of the talk, wow, I'd be a broken man. Don't worry. There's more. So why is Good Friday needed? Well, it's needed because we're in need of saving. But why does it work? Well, look at this next verse. It says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I once had this verse explained to me like this. So we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. That's essentially talking about when we mess up. It's what the Bible calls sin. It's, it's that gap. It's that separation. So imagine this is us and then God's up here. When we mess up, we all like sheep have gone astray. That's the separation. That's the gap that we're talking about. Okay, so now we no longer can get to God. There's the gap. There's the separation. And that's the problem. That's why we need saving. That's why Good Friday is needed. Okay. But then on Good Friday, of course, we then remember Jesus on the cross. Now, I think all of us have heard the phrase, Jesus died for you. What does that actually mean? Well, it means this, all right? So Jesus, the perfect man, fully God, fully human, never messing up, never doing anything wrong, living the perfect life. He's here and he doesn't have any separation from God. He's never messed up. So there's nothing there separating him from it. But. What does it mean when they say Jesus died for you? Look at that next bit. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So all our messed up stuff, when Jesus on the cross gets put on him, on him, justice getting served, there is still punishment. There is still the wrong being righted. But now suddenly it's on someone else. It's now stepping into my place. So all my messed up, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. gets placed on Jesus. And he takes it and he dies and he takes the punishment. And come back on Sunday and see what happens next because of that. But do you see what happens to us then? When that gets taken onto him, what's that? Well, we're free, aren't we? There's no more gap. There's no more separation. We're now free to have access to God again. Isn't that amazing? So that's what it means. That was the punishment. That more than the death on the cross, more than the flogging, more than the beating, more than the humiliation. That's what it was. That's what Good Friday is. Jesus dying, taking our messed up stuff so that we can have access to God. Again, justice getting served. But now suddenly it's someone else paying the punishment. But is it just a good idea? 
Is it just something that our grannies like to talk about? Should we actually care? Does it have actual any real life effects? Well, look, this is why I'm on this call. Because yeah, I love church. Yeah, I love having, I love Zoom. I, I love having the crack with you guys. But I'm here because I think this is real. I'm here because this has had a real life effect on me, Isaac Phillips. I'm here because this has completely shifted everything in my life. So let me just give you two reasons why I care about this and why I think you should care about Good Friday as well. Because I get a hope for the future and I get comfort in the present. I get a hope for the future and I get comfort in the present. What does that mean? Well, I get hope for the future because I know that justice is coming. I know that justice is coming. I know that God sees what's happening and there will be a good. There will be a wrong. The wrong will be righted. That God is still in control and that at death, justice is coming. The, the, the bad guys, they're not going to get away with it because now I look to a life beyond death. I know where we're going. I know where I'm going. I no longer have that fear of what happens after death. Well, I know exactly what happens. I know that I'm going to heaven. I know that Jesus is, is taken away this stuff separating from me from God. I now have access to him. I can talk to him. And now I know where I'm going. I no longer have any fear of death. Yeah, we're scared of COVID, but I know where I'm going. It means that God accepts me. I have hope that I know that I'm no longer having to work into his good books. I'm no longer having to go to mass every single Sunday, scared of me messing up and, and getting in God's bad books again. I'm no longer afraid of having to do all my prayers to get into his good books. No, because I know that he accepts me. I know that Jesus has taken my wrongs, past, present, future, forever and ever. Amen. It's gone. It's dealt with. He's paid for it. And I know that I now have access to him again. I have complete hope for the future. It means that I'm no longer defined by the 80 odd years I get on this earth because as Buzz Lightyear said it best, we're going to infinity and beyond. When you compare 80 years compared to infinity, that, you know, if I lose a year and a half to COVID, which I have, if it happens for another 10, it's still no fraction of the life I'm going to live because I have hope for the future. It completely shifts everything. And number two is because I get comfort in the present. Comfort from a God who sees our pain, who cares about justice, who sees what happened to Sarah Everard and who cares. Comfort from a God because I know that I don't need to take the whole weight of the world on my back trying to fix everything, but rather I could just go to the God who actually could change something because I now have access to him again. Comfort from a God who knows what it is to feel pain. Comfort from a God who's lived that life who knows what it is to bleed, who knows what it is to cry, who knows what it is to have scars, who knows what it is to feel hungry. Comfort from a God who's completely qualified to relate to me, to comfort me. Comfort from, comfort from a God who's there, present with me now. He's not far away. He's not up in the clouds, but he's here and he knows exactly what I'm going through. So when I get stressed out with COVID, when I fear death, he knows what that feels like. That's him in the Garden of Gethsemane the day before he... He gets crucified. He's God. I'm, this is going to this is going to be really painful. God knows what it feels like to fear death. He's, he's completely there. Comfort from a God who knows what we're going through and completely qualified to relate to us. Hope and comfort. But it doesn't really matter what I think. What do you think? What do you think? What, what are you going to do once you close that laptop screen? How are you going to respond? Because ultimately, there's only really three options. You can accept, reject, or choose to investigate further. That's it, really. And it takes just three words. 
to accept. It's really simple. It's thank you, sorry, please. Thank you, God, that you made a way to deal with my sins. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. Sorry that I've gone against you in the past. Please, would you help me live for you now? It's the greatest decision I've ever made. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Would you think about it? Would you investigate this further? Would you chat to the friend who invited you here? Would you come to our events? We have one on Saturday and we have one on Sunday and we do church. Would you come along? Would you keep investigating? My, don't have anyone to talk to. My email is going to get put into the chat. Would you send me an email. I'd love to chat to you. Message us at Christ City Church on Facebook, on Instagram. Talk to someone, please. Would you, would you consider this more? If you have questions, please ask. Because this was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. That's why Isaac Phillips here, 21 years old, I'm here standing you because I think this is real. It's not just a nice idea. Because it changes everything. Now I have a hope and I have a future. So was it a good Friday? Heck yes. A very good Friday, indeed. And there's going to be a little bit of time to reflect now. And we're gonna Emma's gonna come on, she's gonna play a song, and then we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. But would you think about this? Please don't just brush it off. Think about we have just three options: accept, reject, it, investigate further. And so as Anna comes on to, to play now, would you would you think about this? Is there anything good in Good Friday? What does it mean to us? Over to you, Emma. Thanks, Isaac. Let's um, sing now together. Die. 
I know. This I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. We thank you for this truth. Thank you that we know that your wounds have paid our ransom. That you, you stepped in, that you saved us. When, when I was on a path getting separated from you, God, you stepped in. and you know, We all like sheep have gone astray, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. God, thank you that you took my messed up stuff. You took my broken stuff. You took my gap, my separation. And now I get access to you. We get access to you again, the creator of everything I would say. God, thank you for hope. God, thank you for comfort. Thank you that you're with us. You're not far away. And God, I pray for all of us here that you'd help us think about Good Friday. You'd help us see the good. And God, would you help us live in the light of that now we thank you for today we praise you in jesus name amen amen guys thank you so much for coming on it was great to see all your faces and and think about what i think is really one of the best days in all of you know the christian calendar it's sick so great to see you on and Look at this. There's going to be another half hour slot tomorrow evening, 7.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, would you come along? That'll be great. And again, Easter Sunday service, 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. Again, same link. Links are in the chat. Um, yeah, please, please do investigate this more. Please do chat about it. Think about it. Chat to your friends who invited you here. Message us at, uh, at the church. Send me an email. I'd love to chat to you more. Um, so yeah that's that's officially it thank you so much uh great to see you on and hopefully see you all soon thank you so much guys <laughs>